get into parenting. We can make kids right now. That's why we're here. It's not the years, it's the mileage. Today's parenting comes to us from the National Review. This one is dated July 6th, 2021. And the article states, American men suffer a friendship recession. I was curious about this because it reminded me of an episode of Bluey, which we like to reference a lot on the pod. The article begins, declining religious involvement, lower marriage rates, and changes in the workplace may be creating a surge of disconnection for males. After a prolonged period of social isolation, Americans are dusting off their social calendars. But as Americans try to rebuild and connect, a new survey conducted by the Survey Center on American Life finds that the social landscape is far less favorable than it once was. Over the past three decades, the number of close friends Americans have has plummeted. This friendship recession is partly bad for men. The percentage of men with at least six close friends fell by half since 1990, from 55% to 27%. The study also found the percentage of men without any close friends jumped from 3% to 15%, a five-fold increased. Single men fare the worst. One in five American men who are unmarried and not in a romantic relationship report to not having any close friends. Even men with a couple of close friends are not in great shape. When it comes to our social circles, size matters. Americans with one close friend are not any less lonely or isolated than those without any close friends. And those with a couple of close confidants are only modestly better off. For those with three or few closer friends, loneliness and isolation are fairly common experiences. More than half say that they have felt that way at least once in the past seven days. Bad news doesn't end there. Not only do men have smaller friendship circles, they report being less emotionally connected to the friends they do have. Both men and women benefit from developing strong emotional bonds with their friends, but women are more successful in establishing these types of relationships. Study finds that women report far higher rates of emotional engagement with and support from their friends. This type of intimacy matters. Americans who receive regular emotional support from their friends are far less likely to report feeling anxious or alone than those who do not. And this is true independent of how many friends they have. The reason that I brought this up was because it reminded me of one of my favorite episodes of our favorite television show. I also thought about a couple of different articles that I've read regarding, uh, and we're going to go a little deep here, terrorism. Interesting. I want to detach our listeners' idea of terrorism as being attached to religion. And this is the argument that I pose. If you look at the vast majority of terrorism, and I say between 60 to 90% of terrorist acts, they are bored, single, young men. Mm -hmm. I don't say white men. I don't say men of color. I say young, single men. When all of the refugee crisis was going on in Europe, and we saw all those videos of Syrian lines of people walking across borders to get where they were going. Some of them ended up in French ghettos and they didn't have a job. So what do you do when you can't get a job, you're getting money from the government and you're bored, bored, young men are dangerous. And the reason that I don't want to single out any particular religious group is because Oklahoma city, that gigantic bombing back in like 95, bored, single, young man. And to me, if we're going to talk about acts of destruction and violence, it comes from bored, 
single young men. And there's probably a litany of things that I could go back and forth on. Columbine, kind of pick a variety of mass shootings in the United States and abroad. These happen to be done by men who don't have anything to do with themselves. And I think that's a, a, a fucking tragedy. Well, I, as you're reading that, I, it's hard for me to be super engaged with this because Danny, our group is the anomaly in this article, right? We, we still There's talk and hang out for sure with the same guys since high school, you know, 30 years later, 25 years later. So we're, we are still talking to the same guys. We still, uh, and, and I've moved around, you've moved around. We've made friends in our different careers that we still talk to them. Uh, and so, although I understand what this is saying, it's just not, it's hard for me to empathize with what's going on here. Cause it's not me and it's not, not resonating with that, you. Right. It's You've not got at least with six me. close friends. Yeah. So, but I um, would say, um, I think you make a good point. I think, um, you know, I, I think anybody bored, uh, but I think there are things that are in people, uh, with, uh, you know, a few maybe in like the hills of West Virginia and Tennessee that don't fit this bill, but most people don't, they, even the ones that say, I don't like people and I don't want to be around people still like some people, you need a social outlet. We're naturally social beings. We don't like to be alone. And COVID-19 was a very dangerous event for people in, that fit this bill because it uh, it made what was already a growing problem way, way worse. So I think we're all about to see the, we haven't seen the real fallout, right? We did see suicide rates go through the roof. We knew that yeah. was going to happen, right? Domestic violence rates um, went through the roof. Child abuse rates went through the roof. Yeah, a lot of bad things happen. A lot of bad things happen when people aren't allowed to be social. A lot of th bad things happen, happen when we're told how we're allowed to be social too. And I think of that uh, part of that is happening today, right? And nobody wants to be put in a box. Nobody wants to be told, you know, with your one life, if that's what you believe, that this is how you have to, this is how you have to live it. This is how you have to spend your downtime. You know, you, you can almost convince anybody to go down into a coal mine for 10 hours a day, just as long as they know that they can go fuck shit up with their buddies every weekend, you know, and know that they have an outlet. They, they can do that. If you don't have that outlet, if you don't have that social outlet, I agree 100% with what you're saying. It's dangerous. You know, it's, it's dangerous. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the social outlet because the last uh, paragraph of the article states, despite the grim outlook, there is a simple solution. One of the most important things that friendships require is time. You and I have 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, in adolescence, Americans prioritize their friendships in a way they do not at any other point in their life. At age 18, we're spending more than two hours a day on average with our friends, but this drops precipitously over the ensuing decade. By the time we reach middle age, Americans are devoting only about 30 minutes a day to maintaining friendships. This is simply not enough. 
We should rededicate time to fostering friendships at work, in our neighborhoods, and even online. Few investment provide few investments provide such an immediate and enduring reward while entailing so little risk. And I wholeheartedly agree. One of the reasons that I started this pod was a chance to reconnect with my homies. So you absolutely need to make those investments. You do. And I think, remember that commercial back in the day? I, it's not even that old, uh, where I think the kids go to bed or the parents have a night off and, you know, you got the, you know, brown chicken, brown cow mm-hmm. music going on in the background. And what are we going to do with our time? And then it cut to them. They're both laying on their bed asleep. <laughs> and that's what happens, right? With yeah. when you're a parent, especially in years zero through, I want to say 10. And then my guess is after 10, then you start going to all these soccer and baseball and dance and, you know, cheer and music and, and theater and whatever, whatever your children are in. And that gobbles up all your time. Yeah. So it, it really is tough. Uh, and, and, and this could be parenting. You, you could say the same exact article uh, for early parents about marriage, right? We've, we've talked about that over and over. You have to make time. You have to carve out time so that you and your spouse can have you and your spouse time and without the kids. You you need that same time for your friends. You have to have it. And uh, I think it's it's a good reminder. Right? It's a good it's a good article poll. And it, you know, I always when I was growing up, my dad was on a softball team. He had a poker night. He had uh yeah, I don't, you know, it was much more so, I mean, the neighbors every night would go out in the cul-de-sac, you know, and have drinks and talk about the game last night or whatever. And that was cool. They they play, you know, pinochle every so often. Very cool that they were so much more social than it seems like that. You know, I, I think are. that's critical. There, the the idea of a guy's trip is a uh, is a cliche, but the idea of a guy's trip is guys need to do that too. And when they're single, before they get married or before they move in with a, a before a, a man moves in with <clears throat> a partner, they're kind of they're kind of children. I mean, they're on their own. They do whatever they want. The idea of responsibility is something that they don't immediately run towards. But once you get kind of, I don't want to say stuck, that's not fair because you choose, you become a a spouse, you become a parent, you're locked into a domestic engagement where you're not making time for yourself. You're not making time for others. And the reason that I go back to uh, the Bluey episode, which always makes me laugh is there's a line here in the article that says a more obvious explanation may be that women are more likely to put in the work. We just don't want to put in the work. So the episode I'm thinking of, which I think you're aware of, is oh, yeah. the dad takes the oldest daughter to the playground at like 7 a.m. because she's up, she's bouncing around, bouncing off the walls. He's got to get her out of the house. So he takes her out of the playground. They get to the playground. She meets another friend. And of course, at the age of six, which the the main character of the cartoon is, they immediately fall in love with their best friend. Like, oh, she's my best friend ever. And then there's two dads (laughs) sitting there going, hey, mate, how you doing? I'm Bandit. I'm Fido. Right. And they don't bother. It's just (laughs) like, hey, man, you're over there. I'm over here. Awesome. And then over the course of at least five or six 
trips to the park, just subsequent days of where the oldest daughter gets up early, they go to the park. Every single trip, the girls immediately run and hug each other and scream and laugh and run around. It's the life is perfect. And the dads are slowly feeling each other out. And like by the third or fourth trip, they get back home and the oldest daughter goes, dad doesn't want to have a best friend. Isn't he your friend? And dad's like, yeah, I mean, he's all right. And then she looks at the mom and mom goes, give it time. <laughs> and like the next three trips, it's the same thing. Dad, isn't he your friend? And the mom goes, give it time. And then the final trip of the episode, and bear in mind, this is a cartoon. These are 12 or 15 minute episodes. By the last trip to the park, they get there and the other father-daughter combo was not there. And dad is having issues because- Separation anxiety. Separation anxiety because, (laughs) oh no. And so just as they're leaving, the father-daughter show up and you can see that the dad is so overjoyed that the other dad (laughs) is there and the other dad reciprocates it. Oh my God, you're here. And it's like, we got to go. I mean, you, you know, you were supposed to be here at the normal time and you're late. And then the daughter tugs on him and goes, can we invite him to breakfast? And the dad goes, uh, yeah, mate, you want to, you want to come over for breakfast? And the look on the other father's face is heaven. (laughs) And bear in mind, this took place over like six or seven trips to the park. And that one just really resonated with me as a dad, because I'll go to the park and I'll have casual conversations with other dads, but it's like, yeah, no, I, I see you later, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Guy. I like you. You're good times, but whatever, you know, gotta go. And so I, this, this particular article, uh, aside from all of the, the doom and gloom of, of what young single men do old married fathers, I think, are going to run into the same situation of unless you're placing yourself in a captive environment, do you think dad's put in the work? Um, Oh no, no, but we are actually, I think better at finding captive environments. I think we, I like to bowl. I like to golf. I like to go to the beach. I like to go to the bar and watch football games. I, I put myself in social environments all the time. Um, but uh, I, I don't, I don't see triple B doing that as much, but you know, maybe that's just, but that's just maybe triple B. She's very good at you know, doing, doing, uh, making her connections in her ways. Uh, but you know what? Maybe that's not true because there's a lot of, different groups out there too. I just feel like it in, at least in my world, I, I, I am an extrovert, you know? So, uh, you are the, uh, you're the Will Ferrell of our particular crew. You, you are the glue. So perhaps you're an extenuating circumstance, but if we brought in one of the other dads and we asked them these questions of how you doing now that you have an anchor with a diaper on it, uh, you might actually get a, a, contrasting opinion not necessarily wrong per se but you know a a dose of perspective Mm -hmm. Uh, psychotherapist and author robert garfield suggests that men stash their friendships away reaching out at infrequent intervals many guys say they see or speak to their best friends every two or three years and we just pick up where we left off 
That Truth. may be true, but in the intervening years, men deny themselves the benefit that more regular contact could provide. Case in point, Uncle Polly called me today, episode one of the pod, and he and I talked for an hour. Mm. And at the end of the hour, my wife looked at me and went, why don't you talk to me for an hour? And it's like, well, <laughs> do I talk to you every couple of months? Because you'll get an hour every couple of months. <laughs> that girl. <laughs> I was yes, going to say the same thing. <laughs> I think it's a legitimate argument on her part, but the reality is, yeah, I talked to him for an hour because I haven't talked to him in weeks. Right. And everything you, you talk about is new information. So yep. you give me new information as it's happening here. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it two months late, but at least I get it. Yeah, we just, you know, it really is. Uh, it's kind of just a way that guys are. I mean, maybe we, maybe we just don't, maybe we don't put in the work. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I reminded of uh, one of my wife's friends who had a wedding at the place that we chose to have our wedding at because we went to their wedding. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't know why you, why you get in all that. Just like, just fucking call me when you're in town, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, call me when you're in town. We'll hang out. That's all it takes. And that was just a, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a simple. So, I mean, there's, there's a trade-off between do you invest and do you expect a return versus do you not invest and do you not expect a return? Which one makes you happy? Yeah, I, I also it's excruciating to talk about nothing just for the sake of talking. I I think that men are so adverse to that that they will they'll wait. <laughs> you know, I I don't typically just call and say, "Hey, what's what's going on?" I, I have a topic that I'm bringing up. That's yeah, why you want you want to ask or you want to tell, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something going on. It's and and sometimes you can go years without that. That event happening and we're all okay with that i yeah. i think that's really and there's it's funny the way you describe that story it actually brought out another part which there's almost a sense of pride that we can pull that off you know that <laughs> we can say i know i haven't seen you in five years but it's like nothing's changed you're a little grayer you're a little fatter but uh yeah. outside of that yeah like i don't i don't need to see you and i can still love you so this is dumb yeah that wraps up parenting oh good one This place is dead anyway, man. <laughs>